Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you. This is the Locked On. We're covering the Washington football team podcast because we still don't know what exactly the name going forward of this podcast will be. Still haven't heard. Was hoping to have an announcement for you early this week. Um, I think you know where we're heading on this, but just don't want to start calling it something else until I get official word. Um, good to have you with us, no matter what. You know we're in a tricky position, so we're trying to do the best we possibly can. We're brought to you by rockauto.com. Make sure you go to rockauto.com for amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit them at rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Please go to rockauto.com and help them help us and therefore help you. All right, let's get started uh, because there's been a bunch of Redskins news. I just said it. A bunch of Washington football team news uh, over the weekend that has kind of piled up. So we'll have a couple of, I don't want to say major, major stories, but certainly they are significant stories. We'll start with Alex Smith. In our last episode, which we recorded late Friday night because there was breaking news, Friday night around 7.30 or so, Alex Smith had been cleared to return by his surgeons and doctors. One of those surgeons is Dr. Robin West, who also, uh, she's part of the Inova uh, healthcare group, and they are partners with the Washington football team, and she is the lead, uh, I forgot her exact title, but she's like the lead orthopedic surgeon for the team. So you could pretty much assume that if Dr. Robin West is clearing Alex Smith, meaning his own doctors, presumably, presumably, she would do the same there. Now, I don't know if there's other doctors that have to be consulted, and there's other issues here too. There is insurance issues, there's salary cap issues, um, it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like as we record this and we were hoping for more clarity, as we record this at around six o'clock Monday evening, it doesn't look like Alex Smith is not going to pass his physical and get clearance from Washington team doctors. Now, the situation that we're dealing with is, and this was reported by the NFL Network, and we kind of, you know, Uh, Maybe in the immediate aftermath Friday night, didn't necessarily think about this step right away, but we're kind of wondering how Alex Smith would be able to practice and if he would get clearance. So, you know, I think I probably did a bad job in laying it out, which was either he's practicing and he's fully ready to go or he doesn't get cleared. And I guess there's a step in between, and I should have realized that and remembered that, and I didn't point that out probably. So to be fair, I was wrong. I think in my initial setup and my initial reaction in that Alex Smith is reportedly going to go on the physically unable to perform list to start training camp, which is a pretty standard normal operating procedure. And what it means is he can be activated to the roster from that list at any point during training camp. However, 
However, with no preseason games and obviously all of the wackiness with COVID-19, you have to remember that at any given point, if Alex Smith is indeed taken off of that preseason pup list, he no longer then is eligible to go on the season pup list to start, which is um, under the old and I believe still the new CBA where you have to miss the first six games uh, or it's either six games or six weeks. Either way, it's a significant portion uh, of the early part of the season. And then you have a ramp up period of I believe it's 21 days in which the team can work you out. You can practice with the team. You can um, you know, participate fully, and then you either have to be activated to the 53 or you have to be put on injured reserve if you're not making progress, if you have a setback, that type of thing. So basically, in a nutshell, what, you, what you're looking at is Alex Smith going on this preseason pup list, again, not a big deal. What is a big deal is getting him off of it, because if they get him off of it, he can't go on that list that I was just talking about at the start of the regular season when they cut down to 53, assuming that we're staying at 53, meaning he has to transfer from one list to the other list in order to go on that more permanent list and to not count as one of 53 uh, on the active roster. So, you know, that's where Alex was last year, obviously. He did not count against the 53. But again, once he practices once, fully practices, then he loses that ability. The Washington football team loses that ability. So I would assume that what you're going to see a lot of is Alex Smith, again, working out on the side, throwing the ball around, doing his running, working on a side private field, uh, probably far away, uh, as far away from the cameras as they can get. Not that they're trying to hide anything, but they don't want that to be, you know, I guess the center focus. Even though that's a great story, they don't want any kind of like, ooh, Dwayne Haskins is struggling. Um, you know, Alex Smith is looking great. You know, they probably don't want that. I mean, people will still be able to take some video. That's not the issue. The, the point of the matter is uh, they're probably not going to, you know, put that front and center. But the point um, that I'm trying to get at is this. I would not expect Alex Smith until at least week seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. Um, that's what I would expect. I don't expect him to fully practice with the ball club during training camp. Again, because you lose that ability to transfer the designation. So while he'll work out and while he'll work out on the side field, again, I would be pretty surprised, if not stunned, if he actually takes part in a full team practice. So Again, forget about quarterback competition, quarterback battle. What does it mean? Now, what it means is you're buying time, right, and giving him extra time to get healthy. And what it potentially means is assuming that he continues along the path and assuming that he has no setbacks when he gets out onto the grass at whatever we're calling it, Washington Football Team Park. I don't know. That sounds really weird. At the team facility, 
assuming that that all happens, and he doesn't go all Colt McCoy on anybody, remember that from last year? Assuming that that all happens, then Alex probably could be activated, again, midway through the season, roughly, approximately, and maybe, maybe on the 53-man active and activated on game day, perhaps, midway through the season and in the second half of the season. Now, you say, well, 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 that's a lot of ifs and maybes and, and, and possibilities. Yeah. Well, what happens if Dwayne Haskins gets injured, you know, right around week seven or so, week eight? Does Washington have any other choice but Alex Smith to go along with Kyle Allen or at least Alex is a backup, right? Which would mean that he would be one snap away from playing. And could that be right around November 18th, two years after when he first got injured? That would be pretty remarkable, right? I mean, I, I suppose they could, if, if Dwayne Haskins got injured, say week six, week seven, week eight, whatever it is, and Dwayne Haskins had to go on IR, they could have Kyle Allen as the starter, Steven Montez, who was an undrafted rookie quarterback from Colorado, be the backup and active on game day, and then Alex on the 53, but not active on game day. Now, again, all of these rules could potentially change uh, due to the coronavirus regulations. We, We don't know yet. We will deal with that as we go along. But the point of the matter is, is you know, it, while it, I would say it's somewhat unlikely that Alex actually plays this year, it is likely, it is possible that he could be dressed in uniform. It is possible that he could be the backup quarterback. Not absolutely likely, but I guess he could be the backup quarterback at one point If something happens to Haskins, and remember, he was hurt in two of the last three games that he played, so you can't rule it out, right? I know he hung in there and played in the Green Bay game, but he couldn't against the Giants, and then he missed the Cowboys game, rightfully so, because it didn't mean anything. So two of the last three games he played, he got banged up. So don't say, don't think that it can't happen. Of course it can, and it probably will. But that's... The quarterback competition is now not in August. Is not in August. It's possibly if there even is one in November or December. Possibly, and again, he might be competing with Kyle Allen, quite honestly, and not Dwayne Haskins. Because if Haskins is healthy and doesn't absolutely stink up the joint, then there's really no need to even consider all of this stuff. All right, so that's the Alex Smith update when we. Make the turn for our second segment together. We'll give you the Cody Latimer update uh, and what that means for the wide receiver group. That's next right here on the Locked On. They're calling themselves the Washington football team podcast, and we're just talking about football or trying to talk about football right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. How about that? I'm Chris Russell. All right, guys, once again, it is Chris Russell here for rockauto.com. We've been telling you about them for weeks upon weeks. If you have a new car, you might say, well, wait a second. I don't need to go to rockauto.com. Wrong. You do, because you might need 
something to spruce up your car, right? You, you might want some rims or, or you might need something for vanity purposes, whatever the case might be. Or, you know, those bumper-to-bumper warranties, they don't cover everything, so you still might need to get something at rockauto.com. That's the perfect place to do it. And not to mention, if you have an old car, right? Uh, I just got rid of an old car, and I needed parts, and I needed work on it all the time. That's part of the reason why I got a new car. So I, before I got rid of it, went and needed new wiper blades because I couldn't drive in the rain anymore. So I went to rockauto.com, got new wiper blades, bing, bang, boom, easy. It's affordable, it's easy to navigate. You get any part for your car or truck that you ever need at rockauto.com. When you go there after you shop for your cart, uh, your parts for your car or truck, go to their uh, how did you hear about us section and tell them Locked On sent you. All at rockauto.com. Reliably low prices, no overhead, easy to use, rockauto.com. Get there now. All right, we are uh, the Locked On fill-in-the-blank podcast. Until we get an official new name covering the Washington football team, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. So let's keep the news rolling. Darius Geis, for whatever it's worth, uh, and it's not worth really anything to me, if I'm being honest, um, has been cleared for action at the start of camp. I fully expected that. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't have a major, major knee injury uh, at the end of last year, but it did force him to miss the last few games. And, of course, as we know, he's only played in five games in two years. He didn't play any in his rookie year because he tore his ACL six carries in to his first preseason game. And then he hurt his knee again, which he already had something going on in his knee before week one, uh, then had to miss and go on short-term IR, came back for the Jets game, scored a touchdown, played against the Lions, played great against the Carolina Panthers, and then Ron Rivera. And then the next week, his fifth game of the year, he went up to Green Bay, got hurt in that game. We never saw him again. So really, when we say five games, remember, he was hurt less than halfway through the Eagles opener, one, and hurt in the first half against Green Bay, two. So really, it's three full games, Jets, Detroit, Carolina, that he has played in his two-year NFL career, which is, you know, pretty alarming, obviously. So again, when I say it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal in that, okay, he's cleared to what? Do football activities, right? But they're not going to be doing any football activities due to this acclimation period and due to the new calendar that the NFL and NFLPA struck on Friday of last week. So they're not going to be in any kind of full practices for at least a couple of weeks until mid-August. I know there'll be some ramp-up practices before then, which hopefully we'll be allowed to attend so we can give you something. But the bottom line is, is until Darius Geis plays in a full contact game, you know, what does it mean? He's been able to practice great. He's been able to practice awesome and look sharp and look fresh, and then just things go wrong when he gets out there and bullets are flying for real. And it's not because he's not good. He's great. It's not because he's not trying hard. Doing tremendous. It's not because he's not in good shape. He's fine. 
it's just been unlucky, unfortunate, whatever. And certainly people were worried about this with his style coming in. Certainly, I think we all were in a day and age where, you know, again, physical running backs don't last very long. And Geis probably had a short shelf life coming into the league, but I don't think anybody would have expected three whole games in two years. So that's been a problem. All right, the other situation is Cody Latimer. He was put on the commissioner's exempt list on Monday, which is the absolute right thing to do. Uh, The team issued a statement saying that, um, you know, through an NFL spokesman confirming the news uh, and basically what the deal is with the commissioner's uh, exempt list is that a guy like Latimer, who is facing three criminal charges, uh, I should say three, um, uh, three felony charges and two misdemeanor charges, they're all criminal charges, um, in the Denver, Colorado area, basically what he has to do per the personal conduct policy is he, he may not practice, he can't attend games, there is no games right now, um, but upon request and with the club's permission, he could be present at the club's facility on a reasonable basis for meetings, individual workouts, therapy, and rehabilitation, plus other permitted non-football activities. Now, I assume that he has been on these virtual calls and these Zoom calls. I assume. I don't know. Uh, We never really got a chance to ask Ron Rivera about that in early June because of all the Black Lives Matter stuff. Um, But at the very minimum, Cody Latimer is not going to be in training camp until I believe his next court date is August 21st. So at the very minimum until then... Right, but he'll still be on the commissioner's exempt list until he gets cleared by the court system in Colorado. Right now, again, three felonies, two misdemeanors, and he had a um, you know an order of protection put against him on Friday in that court, meaning he can't go to the site where this incident happened, and he can't be anywhere near. The alleged victims, the complaints, uh, the complainants. So two months or so after the incident, it's not like some judge looked at the evidence and the lawyers, his defense lawyer who, who came up with this cockamamie like, you know, well, it's, it's a weird story what happened and it'll all make sense. Well, well hang on. It's not like the judge looked at it and said, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Nothing to see here. We're just going to drop all these charges and Cody Cody Latimer is going to be in training camp. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. It's not what should have happened. It's not what will happen. Uh, Even in a soft criminal justice system, that's not what should have happened and not what happened. And then on top of that, even if Cody Latimer gets off of these charges for whatever reason. Charges are dropped. Witnesses don't want to cooperate anymore. Whatever the situation might be. Even if he gets away with them, even if they get reduced to misdemeanors from felony charges, right? Even if his son, because that was a story uh, reportedly at the time that that there was 
basically one of the people uh, at the party that he was at um, on Memorial Day weekend apparently did something, some sort of abuse to his son, which again is absolutely horrifically awful if that's true. Uh, and I really, really, really hope it's not. You know, but I'm a dad too. And many of you are moms and dads, right? Probably most of you dads. Um, or brothers or sisters or whatever, right? You would never, ever, ever want something to happen to somebody you love and somebody that is your own family. Uh, you presume, I should say never, ever, but I mean, obviously families fight and all that stuff, but you get my point. So I certainly feel terrible for Cody Latimer in that particular case if something happened to his son. But here's what I know. This whole eye for an eye, man-to-man stuff, you know, I've got to be macho and I've got to seek revenge outside of the law. No, 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 you can't do that. It's America, Jack. That's not the way it works. There is no vigilante justice. You got to be smarter than a box of rocks, quite honestly. You can't do that. You know, I have a 19-year-old son. You know, if somebody attacked him, I, I mean, I'd be really upset. And I do my best to defend him and protect him. But I mean, I can't take a gun and make all sorts of threats at somebody's house after midnight and kick, you know, and and punch doors and and hit people. And oh, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. And neither can Cody Latimer. That's what he's accused of. That's what he's charged with. And again, even if... For whatever reason, he gets off of these charges and they get reduced to misdemeanors and people go, ah, no big deal, no problem, whatever, just a you know, bad night at the office. He's still facing NFL potential discipline, right? It's hard to think that he's going to be suspended under the personal conduct policy for any less than four, and I think it's probably going to have to be six, and it might be more, depending on what the NFL, in what information the NFL gets about the case. So again, by putting them on the commissioner's exempt list, they kind of punt the problem down the street, but they don't have any other choice because the legal process is really just kind of getting going and it's not going to be quick and simple. I would not expect Cody Latimer in any way, shape or form this year for the Washington football team. And that puts them in a really big bind because remember, they went hard after Amari Cooper, came up empty with him. Then they signed Latimer, you know, because he's a guy who was a former second round pick uh, five or so years in the league, you know, had a pretty decent year with the Giants last year, can return kicks, uh, scored a touchdown against the uh, against the Washington team at FedEx field late in the year. You know, they needed somebody to kind of push um, at that point, um, Kelvin Harmon. Then they add Antonio Gandy-Golden in the draft in the fourth round. Gandy-Golden comes down with COVID-19. Now, he appears fine, um, but you you don't know the long-lasting effects there. And then Kelvin Harmon rips up his knee and tears his ACL. So he's gone. Emmanuel Hall, somebody that they signed at wide receiver late last year, practice squad kid. He's gone. Blown Achilles. They had to wave him over the weekend. So... You know, here we are, the wide receiver room, which was starting to sort of look like a strength, and maybe it still will be, depending on how things shake out and how much even better Terry McLaren is and Steven Sims and uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden. 
uh, and maybe you know Trey Quinn and Cam Sims and and and, and some of these other guys that they uh, dra- uh, brought in as undrafted free agent. You know, maybe the group is is better, but right now it's down two blows or it's down two guys that they were counting on originally. Right? They've suffered two body blows because uh, I, I don't think Latimer is going to be a, a part of this. Yeah, n- nor should he be. Quite honestly, I mean they should have probably cut him right away. That's just my opinion. I know people disagree with that. They should have cut them right away. All right, when we finish up next, we'll have a couple of other roster moves. We just mentioned one of them and a couple of finishing thoughts uh, next right here. All right, so we wrap things up here on uh, the Locked On, again, fill in the blank podcast. We're covering the Washington football team. Uh, I'm Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can read uh, and see some videos of uh, all sorts of Redskins, all sorts of Washington football team coverage, excuse me, uh, at si.com slash NFL slash Washington football. A good way to go there. Check out Washington football branding on si.com as well. Um, Follow the podcast at Locked Reds at you get you get the point. Uh, it's it's going to be a transition for all of us guys. So uh, you know, I mean, I probably should stop apologizing, but I mean, it's hard. You know, it's hard to flush that out because that's what I've called uh, the football team for as long as I've been alive, and I'm 46 years old. So it's going to be very hard to completely flush that out. All right, so. Here's the deal. Over the weekend, Sunday specifically, we mentioned Emmanuel Hall, young wide receiver who blew out his Achilles. He was uh, waived, injured uh, with an injury designation. That's kind of more procedural. He's not a vested veteran, um, so they can just pay him, basically, and they don't have to, you know, hold a roster spot or anything like that. Uh, you know, I mean, it sucks for the kid, but I, maybe they'll bring him back when he's healthy. Uh, Jeremy Vujnovic who was signed over the offseason as a depth guard. Uh, He had started all 16 regular season games in 2017 for the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck, uh, a pretty damn good team at that point. Um, But he's kind of bounced around in and out of the league. He missed a year. I was with the Arizona Cardinals last uh, last check. Um, He was signed again earlier this offseason, before we even got to camp, he was let go. Now, I don't know why. I don't know if he came up with an injury. I don't know if he uh, reported in bad shape. That I'm not sure, Uh, but they didn't didn't take physicals. Uh, Maybe he just decided he didn't want to play. We don't know. Uh, So the bottom line is this. Um, Jeremy Vujnovic and Emmanuel Hall, not part of this roster, uh, we told you about Alex Smith, and again, he'll be expected to go on the pup list, so he shouldn't count against their roster limits. Uh, Washington is thought to be at 84 uh, after. We're going to get to talk to Ron Rivera on Tuesday morning early, uh, so we will have uh, hopefully some audio of that later on in the week. And I think that's about it. I think that's about it think oh yeah uh again go to um like i mentioned si.com slash nfl slash washington football uh and we have all sorts of features up there including uh this stuart udall former secretary uh of the interior i believe was his official title way back in the 60s he was able to force leverage convince george preston marshall 
to integrate the Washington football team uh, and or to desegregate, I should say, not integrate, to desegregate. And he is kind of credited, but a lot of people don't know this, with being a, really an unsung hero for the NFL and Washington football in the nation's capital and dealing with politics and sports. And uh, again, you know, kind of putting George Preston Marshall's feet to the fire. And obviously it worked out eventually. And, um, you know, very, you know, influential man, by all accounts, a really good man. We have a big feature up uh, about him. Uh, Senator Tom Udall of New Mexico uh, sat down and spoke to my buddy uh, and colleague Alan Lapore uh, at si.com again slash Washington football. Uh, I should say si.com slash NFL slash Washington football. If you want to go check out that story, uh, it's a pretty good one uh, as well. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked On Fill in the Blank podcast covering the Washington football team. Again, hopefully we'll have uh, a new official name coming up for you sometime this week. And as well, we will have uh, Ron Rivera as he opens training camp, his first training camp as the head coach of the Washington football team. Uh, And he'll do that on Tuesday. We'll have that audio for you uh, throughout the week. That's going to do it for us. I'm Chris Russell. Adios.